Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Katie here with Lexi, and we are back with another episode after a little bit of a, we had a, I think it's been like three weeks since we recorded with the holidays. Hard to believe that it's the end of 2022 already. I feel like every year I say that, but since COVID time, I don't know, my sense of time is just different. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> things do not seem to make sense in terms of time. So we're already at the end of 2022 and excited for the year ahead. A lot of um, amazing blessings from this past year. And I'm just so thankful for um, this podcast and this platform and just being able to chat about a lot of these topics that are on our hearts and um, connect with not only like we connect, we record this virtually. I'm in Ohio and Lexi's in California, um, but also with a lot of individuals who listen. And we truly appreciate our, our listeners and comments that you leave and, and messages that you send us. So thank you guys so much. So today we will be jumping into a topic on doubt and disbelief. And this is something that I think every person can relate to in some regard because of our human nature and our sin nature. And for myself, this has been one area that really came into focus last year. One year ago, I was supposed to get married almost exactly one year ago on December 10th, 2021. And my whole family got sick. My mom ended up going into the hospital. We had to have our wedding delayed. And I experienced a lot of doubt, a lot of, I'd say, inner turmoil, questioning just why this, why it happened. I think anytime we go through a challenge or some sort of a life event that doesn't seem to make sense in our earthly wisdom and, and understanding that we are human and we're fallible and we have limitations. And I think sometimes we just are so short-sighted. And I remember last year at this time, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That was a verse that just like radiated off of the pages of, of the Bible during this time. And I was truly just trusting in my own wisdom and not trusting in God. And now in hindsight, I see God's hand in so many different aspects of that whole situation of our wedding getting postponed and my mom's health and our whole family and just everything and how he actually worked that situation to good. But if I would have just, I mean, I was trusting in my own understanding, leaning in my own knowledge, nothing made sense. And so I think for me, that was a very real example just recently where trusting in my own understanding, my own knowledge, things didn't make sense. But then in hindsight, just as kind of a practical way that was worked to good, Jake and I, my husband, were able to go through many more weeks of premarital counseling. We were able to actually, I think, garner a greater understanding of one another. We'd never gone through anything really difficult together because Mm -hmm. we for a year and a few months, we didn't really have a challenge that came our way. And so going through that together actually really brought us together and strengthened our relationship before entering into a covenant marriage. So that example of just thinking just in the past year of how God truly his hand was in every single aspect of that situation in hindsight, but then how moving forward 
can I really meditate on how God has been working in my life and the lives of people in the word and, and, you know, just not lose sight of the fact that he is in control because Mm -hmm. we will come across times where we doubt, where we question God. And so I think this topic is, is such an important one to discuss because there can be a lot of, I think, guilt and shame associated with doubt and questioning. And how can we appropriately, go to God with our doubt, with our unbelief at times or questioning, and um, also through our testimonies, strengthen and spur one another on yeah. to have trust and faith in the Lord. Uh, and I think personal examples can really help because whenever I hear about a story of how God has just has worked in amazing ways, it's just like, oh man, like our own understanding is so much it just it does not even compare to to God and his wisdom and understanding so i know that was a long opening and a lot of a lot of thoughts there but um i'm really excited to chat about this yeah yeah definitely and it is um it is amazing to see like you know god knows he has such a perfect timeline. And I think sometimes when things like, if you're a planner like me or you, like, you know, yep. when you have a timeline of like, this is how life is supposed to go. And like, when it doesn't go that way, like, you know, do you doubt that God is faithful? Do you doubt that, you know, he is ultimately in control and has the best for us? And um, one of, when I was like doing some um, reading and studying yesterday, mm-hmm. one of the like, best verses that I found was um, the story in Mark nine, talking about Mm. father who brought his, um, his possessed son to Jesus. And I guess um, the disciples had like tried to get these um, demons out of the boy, but um, he had suffered um, with uh, demon possession since he was a young boy and it just overwhelmed him, took his speech, just, um, you know, he was just kind of like what you would picture someone possessed, like flailing on the ground, just horrible, Mm. horrible. Um, so the man, he came to Jesus and he said, basically he asked, like, he's like, if you can get this Mm. demon out of my son and, and, and Jesus kind of like scoffs, like, and he's like, if I can, like, and he says in uh, Mark 9, 23 through 24, he says, everything is possible for the one who believes. Mm -hmm. Um, Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like. I do trust and I do believe in the Lord, but then there are these times when I doubt and like that verse, like in particular, I was like, but how me overcome my unbelief. And how many times in our lives do we just doubt God? And then he comes through and be like, oh yeah, you do got it. Like, you know, it's a funny, it's like this constant reminder, but the Lord knows that we are unfaithful and there's so many mm. stories about the Bible. I mean, the Bible opens up in Genesis with Eve doubting the, the laws of God when he said not to um, eat from the fruit of or, or the tree of uh, good and evil. Yeah. And Satan tempts her and says, "Are you sure? Are you sure right. that that God said?" And then that little seed of doubt got placed in her mind, and she started to not believe what the Lord has told her, even though He has taken care of her from the time you know He created her out of the rib mm-hmm. of of um, Adam. So you know, all throughout the Bible, from the beginning of time, you see this doubt. So obviously all throughout the Bible, we see like sprinkled through that as humans, we are unfaithful. We are Mm -hmm. always going to doubt. We're always going to just not truly believe what the Lord is saying. Um, and doesn't make it okay. It's not just Satan tempting us. It's just mm-hmm. oftentimes we don't actually take the time to develop our relationship and know who God is to remember his right. promises. 
remind ourselves of his promises. And um, the actual definition of doubt is um, to lack confidence and to consider unlikely. And Mm -hmm. it is a and it is a tool of Satan. Like it truly is a tool that he uses to, to, if we just have a little bit of doubt, that's just enough room for him to slip in and tell us a lie about ourselves, mm-hmm. about who God is. And so quickly mm-hmm. we get in this mode of like trying to take things into our own hands. And the positive thing, I guess you can say, is that God can handle our doubt and our disbelief. He is so used to this from time and time again, we see that he is still faithful when we are unfaithful. And like, that is something that is so encouraging because he doesn't get tired of us being just Mm. human. Like he's like, this is what Mm -hmm. I died for. Like, this is your sin and your, your doubt is what I died for. And it's such an encouraging message that he doesn't grow weary of, of us just being us because I mean, if I were God, I'm like, I don't even know how you do this because it is just, we are a mess, <laughs> you know? So that's just like an encouraging thing to like, think about that. God's not ever tired of us. He's always wanting to pull us in and pull us closer, but we have to know his word. We have to remind ourselves of his his faithfulness to us and the mm-hmm. bible is such a great example because throughout history we see his faithfulness so we can be reminded of what he's done in the past to know what our present and our future looks like and i think that's just a really that's just yeah. a really good for everyone um that he's been faithful since the beginning of time and we've been unfaithful since the beginning of time mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so important to bring it back to our sin nature that we all fall short and we will continue to fall short. And so God is not surprised. He's not, it's not, nothing surprises God in terms of, you know, just the things that are happening in our world or our own sin, our own shortcomings. And that is why we need Jesus and why we need a savior is because we are just so, we're so undeserving of life. Just, the breath and our, our just the, even the fact that we're having this conversation is such a gift. But I think a lot of times we tend to, especially in our culture, in American culture, we tend to have a, an entitlement mentality where we yeah. really become, I mean, it's just entitlement. We deserve this. We deserve that. We, you know, have all of these things that we think we deserve when in reality, Every single breath that we take is a gift. And so humbling yourself before God and actually recognizing how we are so undeserving of life, of breath, of this gift, that then we can come to God with a humble heart and surrender to his plans and to, and actually recognize like, okay, I don't know everything, <laughs> yeah. which sometimes is hard to admit, right? Um, we, lo- we love to be our own mini gods and recognizing like his ways are so much greater than than our understanding. And yeah. so it's impossible for us as humans to conceptualize. I mean, even just thinking about the concept of a God and and wrapping our brain around like galaxies and the earth and the sun and nature and just like the sun setting. I mean, even just glancing outside, I'm looking outside right now in my office and I'm like, the sun shining, the sky is blue. And it's like, how in the, like you truly just simplify it to how does that happen? And it's so out of our realm of being able to understand how God, his hand just fashion, fashion informed us. And even the fact that we're having this conversation and how we're so unique and we each have um, just 
a unique DNA and, and it's such a gift and God cares about us individually. Every single individual is, is valuable to him. Um, But at the same time, we have to recognize that our God is so holy that we, there's no way that we could ever earn approval or, or God's love. We had to have that perfect sacrifice in Jesus Christ in order to be the intermediate, really just be essentially he, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, what I'm trying to say, but Jesus being the perfect spotless lamb sacrifice, like continually going to that place of, of that humble heart of, yeah. oh my goodness, like praise the Lord for Jesus and the fact that that his sacrifice allows me to be able to come to the Father. It's through through Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So it's it's always coming back to the gospel and our need for Jesus, I think is just so important to bring us back into that right perspective of how fallen and messed up and sinful we are, how holy the Lord is and how amazing grace is. And, and the fact that Jesus was, was sent to be the sacrifice for our sins and to um, restore that relationship with the father. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I like what you said though, about like, you know, just simplifying it because it is true. The other night I was um, taking my dog out to go to the bathroom and um, the stars in Temecula are really, really pretty right now, especially winter. It's just so dark outside. So the stars are really pretty. And, um, and I was kind of, was just like looking up at the sky the other night and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, Lord, like, this is amazing that you created this beauty. And, and the fact that I can even doubt someone who created the heavens and the earth and like, you see how intricate and detailed every aspect, everything is like, um, I follow this one nature guy on Instagram and he always like posts all these different animals and I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. Cool. And I'm like, there was one of, um, I don't know what kind of snake it was, but anyways, it was a snake and it was beautiful. And he was like, and like all just the intricate, like details of just how gorgeous, how perfect, like, and it's, you know, all the design and everything. And like, sometimes I just sit back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like the God who created me, like created all these things for us to enjoy. And like, how faithful is he? to, to grant me the things that I want, as long as they align with his will. And I think yeah. it's remembering that as well. Like battle doubt is like, get in your word, learn who God is, build that relationship with mm-hmm. him. Romans ten seventeen it says faith comes mm-hmm. from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And just remembering, like, if you don't have a relationship with God and you're not really diving into his word, you're not going to know who he is. So just like we've talked about in other episodes, it's like, if you don't know who God is, it is so easy to, to be, um, uh, manipulated or convinced of things Mm -hmm. of the world, you know, Mm -hmm. who God is, that's why it is important. And God emphasizes getting into your word and knowing who God is, knowing his truths, knowing his promises. So when you do doubt, you can battle that doubt with the word of God. And, and that's so important because, if we don't know who God is, how are we supposed to not doubt? Like we are so, mm-hmm. we are so swayed. Um, and the Bible also talks about that. Like the Lord is like very harsh when it comes like talking about like doubt and, and um, James one, six through seven, mm-hmm. there's like great verses about doubt and like overcoming that. But um, uh, and James, it says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blue, tossed by the wind. 
that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. And it's like, why ask for something if you don't believe that it can be done? Like, what was even the point of asking, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And God really wants us to ask him and believe in that. And another way to stop doubt is through your prayer life. Like your prayer life, mm-hmm. it, it, it helps strengthen that relationship and you can hear from God from praying and seeing mm-hmm. how he is working throughout your life. If you keep a prayer journal, that's like a great thing because you forget like your prayers, especially if it's like things, you know, just day-to-day life. I forget everything. Like I can barely remember yesterday. So like writing down, (laughs) writing, I'm not even kidding. Like even the kids at the gym were like, oh, I was here yesterday. I'm like, you were? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and as a reminder of like, wow, like God has been so faithful. And sometimes I'm, packing right now because I'm getting ready to move. And I found, I've kept all my prayer journals since um, high school and mm-hmm. I have a ton. And I was like, kind of just going through them the other oh. day. And I oh, like, I remember like some of these circumstances that I was in seemed so big, but like, know. you know, God brought you out of that and it made me who I am today. And mm-hmm. like, I'm really grateful and thankful, but we can definitely stand firm in God's promises and through prayer and, and bringing your requests to God, and asking him to either deliver you or like send you a different way or something like just give you some direction. You'll see that. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it'll be yes. Sometimes it will be no, but God will always give you an answer eventually. Um, it may not be the answer we want. Like I'm, I'm sure you felt that way when your, you know, mom was extremely sick and in, in the hospital mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and your wedding, like planning wedding in general is not the most peaceful mm-hmm. thing. So like, you right. know, that was, and it's like, okay, I don't understand why this is going on right now because marriage is a beautiful thing. This, I know this mm-hmm. is who God has for me, but why mm-hmm. is all this stuff going on as if like, am I not supposed to do this? And am I aunt? Like, you know, it's kind of this battle that right. you start playing in your mind and like, but the Lord was still faithful. And he's like, wait, I have a little bit more work to do in you. I have a little bit more work to do in Jake. I have a little bit more work, you know, yeah. and I, like you were saying, like, so grateful that you got to yeah. go a couple more months and, and experience some conflict, experience some hardships in your relationship to see, like, how do we work through these right. things? And how do we right. come together under Christ to, to right. you know, to get through hard times and to, to get through even just our unbelief and our doubt of, like, I don't know what's going on, God. Like, mm-hmm. I really help, you know? So yeah. I think that's a beautiful picture and example of like truly how faithful God is mm-hmm. when you're living out his truth and you know that you are living in accordance to his will. But then when some things just don't go the way that we thought mm-hmm. they were, God's like, oh, I just have a better plan. Mm-hmm. Like that's all, that's just simply it, you know, and right. it's a really beautiful thing. And it's a good reminder of like, just how faithful God is. And we don't mm-hmm. have everything in, we're not in control and we don't have everything yeah all put together. And, you know, I just, I constantly like remind my boyfriend of that too, because he is like, like, I'm not as much of a planner. Like he is like plans every little thing, like five wow. years, this, 10 years, this, like, he is, <laughs> that's funny. And I'm like, I just remind him like, you're not in control. Like God's yeah. in control. And this is a horrible mm-hmm. example. And I hope this never happens to him. I was like, you can walk outside tomorrow and get hit by a car and be disabled. <laughs> rest of your life like I'll give extreme examples to make my point clear I was like you you don't really know like you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring you don't know what Mm -hmm. today that it's just a constant reminder we are in control and we have to really relinquish that control obviously be responsible Mm -hmm. 
go to work, do the things you're supposed to do. But like, you have to relinquish that control and, and be reminded that God is in control and he is the one who is going to, he directs our paths and our course in life. Um, and we just have to trust that it's going to be the best path because it is, he, he only will, um, he'll only wants to give us good things, but like sometimes that requires going through hardships to strengthen that trust in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's right. just important to remember. Yeah. And our definition of good, I think is completely warped, <laughs> especially in our society where we see good as being comfortable. We see good as just a big house. We see good as a lot of money. We see good as, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it depends who you are and what you define as good, but it's very subjective. Uh, whereas we look at the word, that is why it's so important to be in the word and to be around believers and to be at a Bible teaching, preaching church in a community because our subjective good or you ask someone down the street, it's going to be totally different based on their perception. And the the Bible is where we should go for our truth because I feel my emotions sometimes do not like the word. Like, I mean, frankly, like I don't like what it says a lot of times, but the thing is, it's not my truth. It's God's truth. And so that's so freeing because like we were actually talking before we started recording and we were talking about how uh, there's a lot of, like you were talking about how when you get into a debate with someone, it's like, well, you know, I don't, you can't really get super emotional because it's like, it's not my truth. It's God, like it's, we're basing our, we're attempting to, I mean, we fall short, but attempting beliefs and 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 our worldview based on what the word says not based on our feelings and so if someone disagrees like that's okay like we're it it, it's not our identity our identity is not in our opinions and i think a lot of times unfortunately especially with social media like i follow a lot of um accounts i have over the years i currently don't i'm taking like i just can't scroll on social media anymore (laughs) because it's just like a dumpster fire. But there have been a lot of accounts over the years where, you know, whether they be like libertarian or whether they be conservative or whether they be, you know, fighting for whatever cause, they truly embody that title as their identity. And I've been able to discern a difference between someone like I mentioned, Allie Beth, she's someone that I listen to very frequently who uh, has a podcast and she's been really instrumental, honestly, in teaching me how to view a lot of political issues or a lot of current events from a Christian perspective, from a biblical perspective, not just from like a, whatever you want to say, conservative or freedom or constitutional or whatever it may be. (laughs) We put all these things like above the fact that we're Christians, where as we should be humbling ourselves and like, okay, what does the word actually say about these things, about identity, about gender, about um, whatever it may be, maybe sexuality about, I mean, cause my views have just, my views have changed. I mean, I used to be, I'd say more of a, um, like socially just kind of like laissez-faire, like, I don't really care, you know, in terms of like what happens in our society, but now I actually see where that lack of care and kind of that, that sort of just like, eh, doesn't matter has gotten us because now we see a lot of this just 
Now, honestly, the fact that we're debating gender is really an indication of like how far that has gone. And so we have to come at it from actually these things do matter. And so what does the word say about these issues and how can we reroute ourselves in biblical truth and then come with compassion to others who don't have the same viewpoint as us and say, this is why I believe it because the Bible says it. I don't feel like it's not based on my emotions. It's not based on it's my title of being a whatever, you know, you could call me, some people would call me probably liberal. Um, you know, some of the, some people I know in the church would call me liberal because I, maybe I'm not modest enough for them or I don't know their definition of whatever. And then some people would call me a radical. I mean, you know, a radical right person. So it's like our definition of like truth and all these things, we can so easily wear these labels. And it's like, okay, no, no, no. Like my perspective needs to be rooted in the Bible and in the, in, in what God says and, and knowing that his word never fails. Like I can think about so many times in my life where I've trusted in my own understanding and not his ways. And I've sinned knowing that it is a sin. His word says, you know, whatever it may be about, I mean, in the topic and and we can you know gotquestions.org actually i wanted to say that is such an amazing resource if you have questions about the bible about truth about whatever topic current events go to gotquestions.org i have never read anything on that site i mean i'm sure there might be something i disagree with but there i've never read anything on that site where i'm like ooh, that that you know right. red flag like they are so they've helped me understand biblical truth mm-hmm. very like a lot of times but you know if we're yeah. coming at issues from just a feelings perspective or an identity perspective of like, I'm a, you know, whatever label, mm-hmm. we're missing the point. Like we need to be coming at it from a biblical perspective and recognize like God's truth never fails. And whenever I've gone against his commands in the word, there has been hurt, there's been heartache, there's been, I mean, you name it, but there's grace in that too. Repent and turn to him and he will work all things to good. We're promised that. Um, but you know, kind of in saying all of that, it's like, where, where are we going for, (laughs) for how we should be viewing everything in the world? And, and if we are hearing the word of God, studying his character in the word, that truly is a remedy for our doubt and in, in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And the word is going to, directly contradict what we want for ourselves because obviously our sin nature is sinful so like like, things in the bible we're like "Mm, i don't know if that's true and that's pretty much like society lives at least american how they live their lives is like Mm. that might be true for you but that's not true for me and i actually just started reading a book i'm gonna get it because i don't know but i'm always looking for good books so so my pastor Um, he suggested this book. It's called Live Your Truth and Other Lies. And basically, it's by um, Alyssa Childers. I don't know how to say oh, her last name. Oh, she's awesome. That's another great person to listen to on YouTube. I listen to her all the time. Because <laughs> okay, I know nothing about her, but um, every yeah. month, my pastor, he puts out like a list of books that cool. he suggests or whatever. That's and awesome. this he was talking about in one of his sermons a couple weeks ago. So yeah. I. And I love the title because I think it's hilarious. Live your truth and other lies. Yeah, and other lies. That's so great. Yeah. She goes through some really great, like famous quotes. Think like your typical Instagram quotes about living your truth that you would see. And she goes through and she kind of dispels each live your truth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And one is like a different theme or whatever each mm-hmm. chapter. 
like then she comes it with the word of God and like it's so awesome like and it's an easy read which I love because I am just a horrible reader like I get distracted really easily I don't like too intensive reading because my brain's like I just can't focus so really that night well, I'm laughing because I love listening to Jordan Peterson on like his audio, but I tried to read his books and I was like, I can't do this. Like I, I got through like two chapters and I was like, nope, I am not smart enough for this book. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I don't know what it is. Like I can, yeah. audio is great, but like reading my brain's like, mm-hmm. I start things I need to do, whatever, you know, but yeah. anyway, the book is a great book about you know about combating the whole like live your truth kind of culture that we live in today and and it's it's an easy read it's great like she goes through like some of the quotes are so popular that you know they're just like those instagram quotes but it's it's like the more that we live our truth is the more that we're living in sin nature and we're and we're and we're like being less like christ Mm -hmm. and the whole point of this like message of live your truth is literally to remove us from our relationship with God and like we're right. seeing that world like you said when we we're talking about earlier we we're talking about you know all the Balenciaga stuff and I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it um and the only reason why they pulled that campaign is because they started getting bad press if no one said anything I don't think that that would ever have gotten pulled and it's like this is what it looks like to continue to live our truth if I think right. it's okay to abuse children i'm living my truth if i think it's okay Mm -hmm. to you know to whatever it is to choose my own gender like so many things you know and all that those things bring is hurt and turmoil and ultimately death because we know that sin leads to death whether it's whether it's it's not just the the physical aspect of death that we're talking about but that spiritual aspect of death that's yeah we should fear it's the spiritual aspect of death we're all gonna die so fear where you're going to be for eternity after you die in your physical self like that's what we should fear when we talk about death of like of your sin bringing you to death that's what it is it's that spiritual death and more and more that we walk away from god and we doubt his his perfection then we're gonna see things like we're seeing right now in the world of just complete turmoil um you know just and we talk about this all the time suicide rates being high drug use being high alcohol abuse being high like all these things because we're trying to self-medicate and and the only way to self-medicate is to get in the word of god and to know him and know his truths and that's literally the only way that we could have a cure for all these mm-hmm. messed up things that are going on in the world. And mm-hmm. that is also why I appreciate someone like Ali Beth, who is a very big political commentator, but she always is rooted in her faith and she always mm-hmm. brings it back to this is what God's word says. This is why I believe these things. This is why I fight for these things. It's not about the politics. It's about yeah. How does, how do these politics align with the word? Because that's the only reason why I, like consider myself a conservative and my dad always says i'm a conservative christian who leans conservative <laughs> that's what he always says he's like i'm not you yeah. just want to be labeled because i'm a christian if there's any label you're going to put on me same thing when it comes to race i'm not black or i'm not latina i am a, a child of god and that just mm-hmm. happens to be my you know ethnic origin you know right. so right 100 yeah. yeah exactly Amen. Amen. Going to his word for truth. And um, yeah, it's, 
it's amazing how much peace and freedom comes from that too. And I can say that from someone who has walked away from my biblical values and been living a life not based on the word. And I had a ton of inner turmoil and a lack of peace yep. and um, it's not worth it, not worth it at all. And, and so hopefully, you know, our testimonies as well can encourage others that there is peace and um, something that the world can't offer in faith in Christ. Yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. That's all we have for you guys this week. Um, we'll see you in a couple weeks for another episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, the Freedom Podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, if you don't follow us on Instagram, there's not a ton of action on Instagram, but we are on Instagram at the Podcast. <laughs> as well as YouTube, you can find us under the Freedom Podcast as well. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.